As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics' dedicated Blue Jackets podcast. Aaron Portsign with you on Friday, March 13th. Allison Lucan is here. Hello. Folks, we may not have hockey for quite a while. The NHL on Thursday uh, taking the step that I think everybody anticipated from the night before. Uh, they suspended the season. I think technically it is suspended indefinitely. I think most people think it's going to be at minimum two weeks, probably a month at least, maybe more, uh, before we see hockey again. Lots to get to, lots of ramifications of all this. Allison, I feel like all of this changed in the sporting world. I think there was great concern about fans contracting it and giving it to each other and should these games be played uh, with crowds or not. And then an NBA player, uh, I don't recall his first name, Gobert, Mm -hmm. uh, diagnosed the NBA almost within an hour shuts down. And boom, I think that was the tipping point for a lot of people, certainly for a lot of sports leagues, uh, that this this is a step that needs to be taken surprised that it's gone to this point i'm not i mean i i will say that while certainly the volume of spectators was was an obvious concern i mean it's it's hard to look at how athletes do their jobs and not be concerned for them i mean there's there's sweat there's sharing of water bottles there's sharing of towels there's you know talking and screaming to your teammate which might mean spit is flying from your mouth even if it's unintentional i it was that seemed ripe to me to be concerning. Um, yeah. And on the more practical side, too, you know, and, and this is not obviously the priority, but 
to to play to empty arenas, to play to sparse crowds. I, I mean, just just hit the pause button and then pick it back up because that's it, you're losing money the first way, right? And and yep. just wait till everything's better and everything's okay, and then ultimately, in theory that's better on on many levels health financial entertainment all of those things so i think it was really rapid and i think people might still be wrapping their heads around what that means and what that feels like but yeah when when the nba went that way it whether or not you like it it seemed like it was the thing that had to be done yeah and i feel like that moment where an nba player was diagnosed was also the moment where a lot of nhl players went Oh, right. Oh, we can get this too. We are not involved. These these guys do feel invincible. Right. Uh, the young pro athlete does and should. They have to. Right. Um, that changes everything. I, I have sensed a sea change here. Um, I remember it was close to a week ago now, we were in Edmonton and the players were kind of joking around about it. Like, can you believe how crazy this is getting? Uh, not disparaging uh, science or scientists, but just sort of trying to get their arms around where this could be headed. Sure. And players saying, you know, we're going to play in front of empty buildings, right? There's just no way they're going to suspend the season. I feel like, as we've learned, as everyone's sort of learned through this process, the players, uh, Nick Felino had a wonderful uh, tweet yesterday, um, just full of perspective where this is. Um, we, we've talked about this. It's, of course, of interest in Columbus, no team could probably use a three-week layoff better than the Blue Jackets <laughs> right. or a four-week layoff. Seth Jones can get healthy. Oliver Bjorkstrand maybe can get healthy. Other guys can get healthy. Texier, Kukan, you know, go on and on. Um, and and yet I still, a part of me feels like we need to sort of pull back on that because if this goes where some people think it could go, hockey's going to feel, I don't want to say irrelevant, but really unimportant. If, right. if this gets really, really bad. Right. And I, I mean, I think it's hard because hockey proper in the context you're saying it will feel unimportant, but, but it is also important in that it is a mental escape for so many. Totally. Um, it's entertainment. I think that, and we've seen some of this reaction. I mean, we're aware of it. Obviously we know people who work in and around the team. There's an economic impact. There are people who work games. There are people who work security at the arena that have their jobs impacted by this. And so while it's quote unquote, just hockey, it's also hockey, right? It's also, it's also a business. And I think that too is what people are feeling is that, you know, this is even when your team that you follow loses, it's still something to care about. And there's a void there. Um, And the best thing that we can hope is that these steps that are being taken now can minimize the amount of time that we all have to be careful so that things can get under control and then hockey can return. I mean, that's, that's the best case scenario is that this is, you know, the NBA has said 30 days, um, maybe in 30 days, we're, we're talking about how this ramps back up and, and that would be the best thing in the world. Yeah. This reminds me, I was a wee lad at the time, but this reminds me of the 78 blizzard in Ohio, mm-hmm. certainly two <laughs> different events, but if the, there's an eeriness right now. Mm-hmm. You feel that? I do. I do. It feels like um, almost like a science fiction movie. Yeah. You know? Um, and yet I sense that sometimes these things, as difficult as it's going to be for a lot of people, it, it causes people to sort of lop off the things in life, the feelings, the thoughts, the busyness 
that don't really matter. And I've already started to sense that people are starting to think about uh, their place among other people and to think about other people more. Is this person okay? Uh, do we have this these sort of provisions to get through this? Is this person cared for in a way that can be, um, at least for society, can be beneficial? Um, so I, I, we're going to get through this, of course. It's going to be tough as hell for some people. Uh, could be really, really bad for others. Um, but the sporting world hits the brakes for at least a month, I think, most people are thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll pick it back up again. The Blue Jackets are not going to practice in the near term. Uh, certainly there's going to have to be a ramping up. Uh, they're going to have to know uh, at least, I would think, if they take three weeks off, they're going to have to know at least a week in advance of playing so the players can sort of get trained and back up to speed. Right. Um, Allison, you know, when, when, when you take a week off, you're a week behind mm-hmm. uh, in this. So my sense right now, I was told yesterday that players are not allowed in the building. And the feeling is that these buildings across the, these sports leagues are being bombed, if you will, mm-hmm. um, cleaned at a, a almost granular level. Uh, to make sure that nothing is is lingering there that shouldn't be there. Even injured players uh, are going for treatment away from Nationwide Arena right now. Um, The hope, uh, from talking to teams and players yesterday, the hope is that players, if they decide to start training on their own, we've seen them do this before training camp, uh, start their own camp sort of, that they can do that in their NHL setting rather than have to go to a public setting, which would be even more open for uh, the virus and germs and such. Uh, So a lot of stuff, a lot of fluid um, sort of moving parts here as the league tries to figure out what to do. Um, Allison, this is weird. None of the Blue Jackets, to my knowledge, and I've asked and been told none of them have been tested. Because in Ohio, uh, we can't get tests. Right. Uh, because Unless the state of Ohio agrees that you need one. That seems very strange to me. And I don't think the players should go first. I don't think they're, they're this. But th- this is a challenge right now for people to know that they even have it. Um, it's one thing to say people can't congregate. That's that makes so much sense. It would be so much better if people could find out if they have it or not and could self quarantine. Right. This is a frustration of mine. These players may have it. Right. Uh, Management may have it. As much as these guys travel around the world, they they would seem as vulnerable as anybody. How big of a concern is that for you? Like we're talking about um, taking a break because Ohio may get hit by this. When this team comes back to play, this league come back, comes back to play, it's not crazy to think that several players could be sick um, or have the virus and not be cleared to play because they have been deemed contagious. Right. I mean, and that that's, it's frustrating for sure. And that's part of the point of, you know, it, it's slowing that curve that everyone's seen the graphic now. And if, if you've seen Governor DeWine's press conferences, they're, they're showing that curve over and over again. I mean, and there's been, there's been some progress, and I am certainly not a, a doctor or a scientist, but, you know, I know that the Cleveland Clinic has done some research in terms of getting down to the nitty gritty of how you can treat the virus. There's some work that got announced in the greater Toronto area yesterday um, in terms of isolating the virus, because at this point, 
you know, there, the, the somewhat silver lining of this is that many people can be carriers and be okay. You know, just because you, yeah. you, you don't, right. just because you have it doesn't mean you're going to get sick. Um, but I think that, that that's part of this point here is that we may not have tests, but can everyone at least, can this vaccine be developed and delivered and distributed so that everyone can get it? Because, again, I mean, again, these athletes, the management, anyone who travels, people like us, we've been traveling, you know, do we, can we just get the preventative measures as well? Because particularly the athlete, I mean, these are individuals who are in elite shape. Their bodies are perhaps stronger in some ways to help fight off something like this, but they could be carrying it. Um, yep. And you can't reintroduce it just because you're okay. So it, it, that's part of it for me too. The test is one thing, but finding something to be a preventative step um, in some ways, not always, but in some ways is, is even a higher priority to me. Yeah. So the, the season is on hold. The Blue Jackets are eighth in the East. It's weird because you say this all the time and now it's almost um, appropriate. If the season ended today, <laughs> uh, the Blue Jackets would be in the playoffs. Let's, let's, let's wait and see on that. Right. Um, I do think that the regular season is over. Interesting. I think they're done playing regular season games as, it, as we commonly think of them. Um, there's been some speculation that the league could go on a, essentially the hockey's points percentage or winning percentage, if you will. Right. Um, and in which case the Blue Jackets would not get that eighth spot, that the Islanders who have played two fewer games would jump up over the Blue Jackets into that eighth spot. Now, they would have a major, major case on their hands uh, they would be mighty, as the Brits say, right pissed, and they should be. My sense is that the league is talking about ways where that is not going to be the case, mm-hmm. uh, to the point where <clears throat> I, I think we can say that I think the league has an understanding that that, that is not a fair and equitable way to do it. Right. Now, I'm not sure where they go with it, uh, but there could be a case. There could be a case where, when this resumes, some teams, say the bottom nine teams, eight or nine teams in this league, mm-hmm. they're done. Like right, the ones that right. are way out of the playoff spot, like Detroit, Ottawa, New Jersey, Buffalo, Montreal. They may have played their last games this year, and there could be some sort of system devised by which those uh, teams that are not in the top cluster in each conference play. Uh, to determine the final playoff spots. I do not think the Blue Jackets have played their last game this year is what I'm saying. I think some teams have, but not the Blue Jackets. Allison, is there a way to, uh, is there a way to do this where nobody gets pissed? <laughs> um, no, <laughs> of course. Um, you're already seeing some of that um, in these past 24 hours is that, you know, everyone thinks they, and, and let's be honest, it's it's often centered around which team you <laughs> you want to see get in through the bubble um but i you know points percentage is it's it's also hard because i get the argument for points percentage but then you can say well yes but the blue jackets have had some schedule strain in terms of the the workload that team other teams were about to face coming up um i get 
people like the Islanders saying, but if we had played as many teams as the Blue Jackets, maybe we are above them. Right. So it feels, I, I don't, I don't mind the idea of saying, look, here's, here's these bubble teams. We're going to find some way, whether it's a round robin, maybe, I don't know, but something to sort that out. The, the other thing that was out there that could work, but I don't know if it's necessarily feasible because of travel and the like is get everyone to a certain number of games. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I heard it, that too. 76. Right. And let it sort out. But I can understand like if you're, if you're the team that has the Californias on that versus the team that has the Rangers three times or whatever, right? Like there's, there's some disparity there. I don't know. Um, but I, I do think there has to be some, some hockey played to finalize the seeding. Now what's going to be interesting is how fast do they play that hockey, right? Particularly if it's in that hockey, in that, in that, um, you know, if it's Eastern conference hockey and they say, well, yeah, you're all in the East. So you're going to play, four games in three you know in six nights or something that's going to be interesting particularly as you mentioned these teams are all going to have to be coming back and getting back up to speed i mean that's a drop right into the fire kind of scenario but again everyone's going to be in it um i'm also curious to see if they shorten some of these playoff rounds as well presuming that they're able to to sort through all that to get to a stanley cup playoff yeah i mean if these guys can't skate it could make for some really good hockey. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like some crazy wild high scoring games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah. The you know let, let if we can suspend um, the the thought of the virus and and how bad it it may get if you listen to the experts. If we can do that, I think you can say. The Blue Jackets had a real bastard of a schedule the rest of the way. For sure. Right? And so this could be another sort of silver lining for them. I, I don't recall this team having a five-game road trip, not since they moved to the East anyways, this late in the season. Right. Um, and they some of those games have already been postponed. I mean, technically the league's gone through March or two weeks out anyways. But they had a, a trip in later this month scheduled for Toronto, New Jersey, New York, Tampa Bay, Dallas. They played Tampa Bay twice. If that is swept from the schedule, I mean, honestly, I think if you're a, I guess what I'm getting at is if you're a reasonable Blue Jackets fan, you're looking at this team and you're thinking with 12 games left, holy smokes, can they hold on here? Right. Right, because it's an uphill battle with so many guys beat up. Teams are starting to awaken a little bit, Carolina. This could be another saving grace for them, along with the time for the injuries to get better. Right, <laughs> but you know, at the at the same time too, I mean, can we just talk about this season as a whole? Yeah. <laughs> like, Please. What, like what a like even because we were saying too, if this team can make it through that final stretch, like what a statement, right? And so, like at every turn. This team that is just out to prove people wrong, to prove the experts wrong in terms of what they really can accomplish. Here's one more like insane obstacle, right? Like first you first everyone leaves in the summer. Then you have a million and six injuries like nobody else is having. And now this, right. like it's just the, I just can't even for, I said this a couple episodes ago, but when you to understand how competitive these guys are, <laughs> To have one more thing thrown at them, I just, it's, it's 
baffling. And I'm sure when this, you know, assuming that we're able to get back to playing hockey and life is returning to normal, whatever this answer is going to be is just going to be equally insane because it has to be at this point. Yeah, it just has to right. be. It's going to be like play the Islanders three times in four days and then fly to Tampa and play them twice right. or something insane. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, and this is a team that's had how many broken ankles? What, tw- two. How many broken ribs? Two. Um, I mean, making light of nothing, they've right. had assistants, an assistant coach's son was kicked in the head by a, by a horse. Right. Broke his jaw. Like, what? Now the coronavirus, it's like this this – this season has just been, I mean, health-wise, it's just been absolutely, it's insane, bizarre, and so you know, you hate to say, you hate to say that that this club couldn't have hung on for the rest of the way. Who knows? That game in in Vancouver was um, really impressive to me. Yeah, and I was fascinated to see what what Thursday looked like against Pittsburgh. Um, so mm-hmm. count nothing out ever. Mm-hmm. But my God, it, it it was a it was a huge hill for this team to hang on and make the playoffs. For sure, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, it's <coughs> at the end of the day, I, I do believe that if and when hockey resumes, it is an asset to this Blue Jackets team. Yes. Now every team is also going to have some challenges because we've already talked about it. How much are they going to have been able to practice? How much does the mind need to reconnect to the process. We talked on this show about how with the roster changes, players had to relearn or learn for the first time certain roles. It, it, that's going to be rusty again, right? But yes. but on the whole, to think about the Cam Atkinson was primed to come back, the other players who could come back, the rest for the players who are playing the – I mean – Elvis Merzlikens is is playing the longest season ever of his life. The rest for someone like that, um, it it all things being equal, and of course not disrespecting the impact of the coronavirus. This this is this is a positive for this organization for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, these are strange times. We're going to continue writing. We've got uh, a meeting today and national. Meeting with everybody to discuss ways to to cover best cover this through the break. So the coverage is, is still going to keep cranking. We're still going to do podcasts uh, for sure. Uh, I think we're going to do a podcast next week where we just take reader questions, just Ooh. sort of do like a live verbal chat. Love it. That could be kind of fun. I love um, it. So send us your ideas. Send us some uh, whatever you want to know. Certainly by Twitter, we're always available. Email always available. Um, Maybe we should use a a uh, hashtag for that party so that people can uh, send all you do. Hashtag F-A-N-D-N. Want to do that one? F-A-N-D-N. Front and nationwide. F and N. Hmm. Don't like it, do you? I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. F and N. You want to do an ampersand or no? You no, that breaks. You can't you? You cannot. It breaks the hashtag. You can't. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. F. So hashtag F A N D N front and nationwide. Uh, send along your questions. We'll tweet the that hashtag as well. And maybe on Tuesday, next Tuesday, we'll handle a bunch of uh, reader questions about anything. Our coverage. Um, what the life of a of a sports writer. Uh, anything about this, the Blue Jackets and the coronavirus during the break, of course. Uh, 
And, um, yeah, so we'll keep it going. I've got a chat planned for early or mid next week as well, and the stories will continue. Um, but it's going to be a little while before we're back in Nationwide Arena covering a hockey game. Allison, anything to add? Uh, hockey front of the Ohio State yeah. uh, hockey situation. Update us there. If you yeah, know. I mean, every, <laughs> the, the short update is everything is canceled. Um, and I just, you know, it's again, there's so much to have perspective about right now, but just an acknowledgement for particularly the seniors um, on both the women's and men's team, special, special athletes who have basically their their path cut short for them that they can't control. And there were some teams, the, the Ohio State women were literally at the airport yesterday getting ready to head to Minnesota for their um, first crazy. round playoff game when everything got shut down. So um, my heart goes out to those people because they've worked so hard um, for, some, for, for many of them. And unfortunately, particularly on the women's side, this is the end of their organized hockey career. Um, and they were all really special. They were fun to watch. They were great to cover. And uh, just an acknowledgement to, the, to all that they accomplished and, and the, the absence of what they maybe could have accomplished going forward. It's, it's a hard time for them in addition to everything else that's going on. Yeah. I mean, in, in, one, in one sense, you keep it in perspective. Right. In the other sense, for these people, if you can just try to put yourself in their shoes or their skates, even briefly, this is something they've been working for for ever. Yeah, yeah. Right, and there's this crescendo to it where here it is, what we've all, and then the shoe is pulled. Yep, that's tough. That's Very really tough. tough. Very um, tough. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks for uh, sticking with us, and we will talk to you very, very soon. Hang in there, everybody. <laughs>